Welcome to Sports the Show. It's the show, by the way, where we talk about sports. We have another news-heavy episode. No guests. Sorry. I do have a lot more time, so I can probably try and get a guest now. Honestly, probably won't, but that's fine. If you guys want one, like I said, you got to tell me, and I will do it, because I do anything for you guys. By the way, we're almost at 100 episode listens. I believe we're at 99 as of the recording, which is pretty cool. Uh, enough about me. Like I said, we have a news-heavy episode this week. And a lot of news. Uh, a lot of news we're not going to be talking about because there were so uh, many other newses. That's not really correct grammar. But basically, so many, so much news this week, not enough time to talk about it. So, the main news of the week starts right now. <laughs> It's now time for the main news of the week. We start with The Last Dance, as we have for the last four episodes. It was episodes seven and eight this week. Those two were my favorite episodes we've had all week long. They were very entertaining. Episodes seven and eight focused on the passing of Michael's dad. That was that was rough. I mean, if you think about it, you, you don't even need to think about it. You know. Jordan's best friend was his father. And uh, just to have him murdered, that was the reason he retired. Was Speaking of retirement, he then went to baseball. They talked about his baseball career as well as his retirement. He could have been good if we spent more time on it. Again, that's not a sport. Everyone's like, oh, Jordan was very good. He had a good stretch. He had some bad stretches. He had some better stretches. So he's still good. We cannot forget about that. He just was, he could have made it to the majors if he stayed in long enough. So that was interesting there. The 94 Bulls without Michael Jordan. Just focused on that. Pretty good, actually, without him that first season. Actually, I think it was the 93 Bulls, 93 94 season, what I meant, sorry. Uh, They were good with him the next season. They weren't very good. They needed Michael Jordan. He also made a lot of stuff up, Michael did, to motivate him, including B.J. Armstrong and the Hornets when they won game two. Armstrong had a great game. I think he scored like 30-some points. So in game three, he focused on B.J. Armstrong and tried his best to score as many points as he did game two in the first half of game three. He almost did, by the way. There was also the Michael Jordan-Steve Kerr fight in practice. That was interesting. Did not know about that. And then the best part, of course, everyone, if you've seen The Last Dance, you know, Michael Jordan laughing at Gary Payton when describing guarding MJ in the finals. There you go. Episodes 7 and 8 were awesome. Episodes 9 and 10, they got a lot to beat. I really enjoyed episodes 7 and 8. They keep getting better and better, so I have high. I don't have high expectations. Because if you have too high of expectations, you usually get disappointed. That is something Knicks fans are used to. Sorry, Knicks fans. I do know it is a tough being a Knicks fan, though. Sorry. It's Dolan's fault. I'm not a Knicks fan, though. We now move on to the NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and the Board of Governors meeting on Tuesday this week. 
The participants, quote, left the virtual meeting feeling increasingly positive about the league's momentum towards resumption of play towards this season, end quote. That is from Adrian Wojnarowski. The discussions were about the health and safety of players around the league. Silver told people on the call, quote, if a positive test would shut us down, then we shouldn't go down this path, end quote. When he was talking about location this season, some sources say, that Silver described the location as a, quote, campus environment. The main thinking really about the league location is still Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando at the ESPN Wide World of Sports or Vegas or both. Uh, very Something no one's been talking about is Walt Disney World is going to be opening in, like, July to guests. You have to book, like... You got to book to go there. It's not just like you go show up and it's like, oh, hey, I'm here now. No, you have to book in advance to go there. So there's a chance that there will be guests on property. So you can't enjoy Disney World if you're an NBA player because it will most likely be open with guests at the time. I know no one's been talking about that. I now realize that's a stupid argument, but we're going to keep it in, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to keep on rolling. Uh, On Friday, the NBA Players Association president, Chris Paul said, quote, obviously, we want to play. Oh, man, we want to play. We want to play bad. I think that's the consensus among the guys around the league. We want it to be obviously as safe as possible, but the biggest thing is we missed the game. Paul also said, quote, so what is normal now? So I think that's what we're trying to figure out, what it looks like. So until we find those answers and we can come up with the actual plan, right now it's basically sit and wait. The virus is in control. And that's true. That is the thinking uh, of everyone. You know, the virus is sort of in control. We're always having these proposals. But Mike Greenberg, for example, on ESPN, he's been having a great thing. We're talking about these proposals, but if it's not safe enough to even do these events, we're not going to do them. That is something we still have to remember. So we can be like, oh, Major League Baseball, it's going to start July 4th weekend. But we cannot confirm that if we still get an influx of case or a second possible virus coming as well. Because the thing is, we don't know. We do not know about this. It is ever-changing. I swear, every single day, we keep finding out new stuff about this. So just don't make assumptions, really. You got to have the stuff planned, of course, but we can't just be like it's automatically going to happen. We now move on to the 2020 Major League season proposal which is seeding approval, by the way. It is a 82-game season with a total of 14 playoff teams. Last year, there were only 10. A universal designated hitter will be on each team. A 30-man roster will be also on each team with about 50 other players available to switch in between the 30-man roster. I'm guessing those are minor league players, so we haven't talked about the minor leagues. They might just be switching around with major leaguers now, so you never know. And geographical schedules, I can read, against individual opponents and nearby interleague opponents. The season would also begin in early July, most likely July 4th weekend. That's what I've been hearing. Uh, One controversial thing that has been talked about is the financials. With some players like Tampa Bay's Blake Snell or the Phillies, Bryce Harper, still got to get used to that a year later, not being on the Nationals, saying they don't want pay cuts because they are risking their lives and already will be making less due to a tax and league income from this year. The owners, the owners are smart right now. If they are 
trying to control the narrative of putting this against the players being like the rich millionaires they want to be paid more we're not making that much money they still want to be paid in full the billionaires are going to be the ones who are complaining might I add at the end of the day I don't really know how to feel when I first heard the story my thinking was you rich people, how dare you complain about money? We are struggling as an economy, and the first thing you think about is money? No. Take a pay cut. We're all taking pay cuts. But then you start to think more, and then you think in the player's favor, because they are actually risking their lives. That is something that we don't talk about a lot, but really, you're still risking your lives when you're actually competing. And they're already going to be making less, of course, due to taxes and league income. Uh, owners, they're going to still be making lots of money. They may be making less, but they're still going to make more money. So I don't really uh, support the owners in this case. I really don't. But there you go. Uh, the 2020 Major League season proposal has not been approved by the Major League Baseball PA. Uh, so the reason they're complaining about... Uh, be- Financials, that's smart. I keep saying, uh, and I'm sorry, we're going to be professional. Basically, what is happening is there's a 50-50 split, which is against players and ownerships. The ownership gets 50, but then all the players have to get 50% of league revenue. So they're going to make less than the owners, of course, and they want to be paid in full because they're already losing less money and they already signed their contracts to get paid in full. So I honestly don't know how it works. Uh, the MLB PA is expected to not agree to the 50-50 thing, but they're going to probably agree with everything else. Now move on to golf. By the way, the Tiger versus Phil match called the match is going to be taking place, I believe, next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So it's going to be interesting. They're going to be on TNT and TBS. I might watch it, might not. I don't know. Uh, Ernie Johnson, I thought he was going to be on commentary. He's not, and I'm disappointed. They do have Charles Barkley, though, but I'd rather have Ernie. Ernie's more entertaining. That's just my opinion. Uh, actually, no, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Commentary does not matter. What matters is we get some form of live sports. The PGA Tour is still set to take place with the Charles Swab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas. Here's what is known about the season. Uh, number one, the first four events are going to take place officially without fans. That has been confirmed. The first four definitely won't have fans. The first event that has a chance to have fans is the John Deere Classic, July 9th through the 12th. There's, of course, the chance that fans are allowed. There's a chance fans won't be allowed. It honestly depends on how everything goes. Also, players, caddies, tournament officials, and tour employees will all be tested in a hotel or hotels before all of the events. They will not be tested every single day, though. Uh, What is expected for the hotel setup? It's a hotel for caddies and players only. And then there's another hotel for other staff members. Now there are going to be safety measures for all of the events, including caddies are handling the... flag sticks and other stuff. They are not handling the bags, though. The players are going to be handling those bags. I don't think they carry them. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm pretty sure they do carry them because then if, yeah, they're going to definitely probably be carrying the bags. But instead of the caddies, which is different, so 
Congrats, golfers. You now have to carry your own clubs, just like the olden days without caddies. A smaller support team will also be allowed for each golfer. They can't have their families on the course as well, and caddies are expected to maintain six feet distance from all of the players. Players and staff will have a daily questionnaire asking about their symptoms as well as thermal tests, but only one weekly COVID-19 test, just like the UFC. They get weekly tests. The tour is also allowing charter flights that will cost $600 per golfer. Excuse me. And $300 for caddies and corn fairy tyranny players. Now, I'm not a golf fan at all, but I was asking, what the heck is the corn fairy tour? It's the developmental tour. So it's like the G League for golf. That is something I didn't know. And you learn something new every day. I'm trying to think about all sports. Golf is a sport. So is the WNBA. If you guys say those aren't a sport, I'm not going to get into this. Never mind. Anyway, Florida and Arizona, we go move on to them. They are now open to all sporting teams and events. So if we're going to have sporting events, they're going to most likely be in Florida and Arizona. That has been confirmed by their governors. There we go. There is the main news of the week. Coming up next, combat news. See, I give you a break between combat and main news because there's always a lot of combat news. 700,000 people watched UFC 249, apparently, and it happened on Saturday night. And here are my takeaways. Henry Cejudo, he retained his belt, but then announced his retirement right after the match. Ariel Hawani of ESPN is thinking that Cejudo might not stay retired. I'm not sure. I didn't watch. I'm going to be honest. Straight up. I did not watch 249 for the sheer fact. I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't want to have to pay for the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view is expensive. I'm not going to pay for it. Uh, Luckily, there's Twitter. And Twitter gave me some great updates of the fight. As did highlights. I love how they do that, by the way. Helps because then I don't have to pay money. Justin Gaethje. He beat Tony Ferguson. It was not very good for Tony Ferguson. He got like his jaw injured, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it was Tony Ferguson had like one good hit, but then Gaethje had other great hits and then eventually won the interim lightweight belt. But then he threw it on the ground, said he wanted the real belt. This is actually Tony Ferguson's first loss since 2012, ladies and gentlemen. I believe he had a 12... He had a six victories in a row or eight or 12. I don't know. But the first loss since 2012. That's eight years, ladies and gentlemen. Eight years. I believe it was 12, I think. I'm not sure. I said, I don't know. Anthony Pettis, he beat Cowboy Donaldson Roan by a decision victory. Decision victories, they are always controversial. It came down to the judges, and Anthony got the win there. This is Cowboy Donaldson's most amount of losses in a row for his career with a total of four. Uh, he last lost to McGregor as well in that quick fight. Imagine you're like, oh, I'm going to pay like 80 bucks and we're going to have like about six or seven fights. And I'm excited because it's McGregor. And then he just loses. Excuse me. He wins, but the fight's only four seconds long. I don't know if it was worth it or not. The women's fight at 248 was good, though. I do know that. We now move on to boxing. Mike Tyson, he is 53 years old. He looks like he's 
has he's looking like he can still fight today. He's looking like he will also come back. He keeps posting videos of him boxing. He like posted three of them in a row in a span of two weeks. This sort of reminds me, Jordan, he kept going to practice at the Bulls practice before announcing his return. So there's a chance. At the end of his most recent video, he looked at the camera and says, I'm back. There have been rumors about a Vander Holyfield, Mike Tyson fight. I'm not sure about that. I no one's really confirmed that. That those are just rumors. It's not one of those woge bombs. It's just some other rumors. We stay with boxing with Bob Arum of Top Rank Boxing. He's exploring a June 9th boxing card in Las Vegas to be held at one of the MGM properties. There is no main card announced yet. Did you guys forget about Fight Island? I sure forgot about Fight Island. Well, Dana White told ESPN one. Thousand Chicago. That is a radio station that Khabib Nurmagomedov. I'd like to say I said Nurmagomedov right. I've been practicing versus Justin Gaethje will happen on Fight Island this summer. He said it on like Wednesday in saying, "quote I don't know if it will be the first one, but I know it would be on Fight Island." Unless miraculously the world comes back together faster than I think it's going to. End quote. When asked about Fight Island, he said, quote, hopefully it will be done by mid-June, and I can could put a fight that weekend that's done, the weekend that's done, excuse me, or by the end of June. I'd like to point out that I typed this wrong, but it's fine. Everything is fine. There you go. There's your combat sports update. Ding, ding, ding for the bell. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Much more stuff time. Woo! Okay, here we go. We only have NASCAR news this week. Not a lot of IndyCar news. I didn't have any. There was none. Denny Hamlin. He won his second NASCAR Pro Invitational Series race, this time at Virtual North Wilkesboro Speedway. The Speedway, which was cleaned up a bit by Dale Earnhardt and the iRacing crew, as well as the Speedway company that owns, like, Bristol and Atlanta and all the major speedways. Except... Indianapolis is not owned by them. They own really all the major NASCAR speedways. It was cleaned up by the ground screw and scanned for iRacing, and it's now available for all of you guys to use in iRacing. We're going to be having some of the old school cars coming back from 1998. That is what I believe that race was based on at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Could be wrong. This is honestly coming back from memory, and a lot's happened since that weekend. Timmy Hill, he lost by less than one second. It was that close of a race. It really was. So congratulations, Denny Hamlin, getting his second win. He's had a rough season. He's been good in, like, Charlotte and North Wilkesboro. But then his daughter shuts off his monitor at, like, I can't remember. I don't remember what it was, actually. That's sad. 
But yeah, he goes from having his daughter shut his monster off to a few races later getting his second pro invitational win. Congratulations to Denny Hamlin. There's actual NASCAR racing happening this weekend. It is at Darlington. And here is some of the social distancing that will be happening. The race at Darlington, as well as the other events, currently are gonna, with no fans, there are going to be only four reporters that are allowed to cover the race. Post-race interviews will be conducted via Zoom. Uh, the Fox crew will be announcing at the Fox studio in Charlotte, so they won't actually be on the track. So after Darlington and Charlotte, there are going to be a total of two races at Bristol, three Atlanta races, a Martinsville race, four Homestead-Miami races, and three Talladega races, including an ARCA Xfinity Series doubleheader on the same day. Uh, about three hours after one another, the ARCA race starts at like 2.30, and the Xfinity Series race starts at like 5.30. Basically, you get these next six weeks, we are going to have 20 races in seven different racetracks, seven different cities as well. It's going to be crazy. 20 races, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing it in only six weeks. I'm excited, man. I really am. Uh, we now move on to Monster Energy Supercross Racing. That's dirt bike racing, for those who don't know. They are going to be returning for the next seven of the like seven events, I believe in like five weekends are going to be happening in Salt Lake City at the stadium there. I don't know when it's starting. All I know is that there's seven events and it's all in one city. So there you go. There's your motorsports update. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the non-sports news of the week. Heinz Tomato Ketchup. You might recognize them for their ketchup. Well, guess what they did? They released an entirely red puzzle with 570 pieces. The puzzle, like I said, it's entirely red. It is 570 pieces. It is called the longest puzzle. To enter, you had to comment on one of Heinz's social media pages with the name of the person whom you'd like to complete the puzzle with. Those who signed up could win one of 57 total puzzles. The contest wrapped up on May 8th. So, ladies and gentlemen, a giant red puzzle. It's impossible, man. It's going to take you hours. That's a waste of that's a waste of your time. It really is. I... I didn't know about this until the contest ended, and I wouldn't have entered, but there you go. If you like puzzles, then hopefully you entered and you win one of 57 puzzles. We now move on to the positive story of the week. It's an update of our Lamborghini friend from Utah. If you remember, the like five-year-old kid stole his parents' car, drove it two miles out of their town, and then onto the freeway when he was pulled over. He said he wanted a Lamborghini, and he was going to buy one for $3. Well, the Lamborghini kid from Utah, he got to ride in an actual Lamborghini. Wow, guys. What a exciting episode of Sports the Show. We've made it to 11 episodes. It's been 12 weeks, and we've had 11 episodes. Sorry for skipping one of the weeks. I had to get used 
do this. I had to take a break. I honestly didn't feel like making one. That week, I didn't have the motivation. I still have the motivation to keep doing this, guys. Thank you so very much for listening. Also, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for all the support that I've gotten. Uh, We've had about 99 total episode plays across all of our platforms. I've reached about five states and two countries, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I thank all of you for listening to the show. Make sure you guys support it on all of our platforms, including Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We have the YouTube channel. You want to subscribe to that. And then finally, add Max G Sports on Twitter. You guys, you need to support your local businesses. You got to do that. I need you to do that. Buy gift cards, order takeout, or delivery if it is a restaurant. Like I said, one of my favorite restaurant chains went under last week due to not enough business. So it can happen, and it will most likely happen to one of your favorite restaurants unless you don't support them. Also, do whatever you can to help with COVID-19, if whether it's just staying home or donating money to any of the charities or donating food to a food bank, you want to do that. We, you got to thank all of the first responders, military, nurses, delivery people, supermarket workers, anyone who's helping with COVID-19. Thank them. They are trying to help flatten the curve. They really are. I cannot wait until we get back to normal, whatever our new normal will be. Like I said, thank you. Stay safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. And remember, next Friday, Sports the Show will be coming out for all of you. I got a lot more time, so I can probably do more with the show. So, yay. Thank you. See you next week.